welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my guest today, Shannon McMaster, game author. Welcome. Why, thank you, Logar. It's great to be here. It's good to have you. It's good to it's good to finally get to talk. Now, uh, I think I'm going to start by asking you've got you've been putting some stuff up on itch here lately, some games and supplement type stuff that you've been doing. Is that correct? That's true. That's true. I started uh, in the summer of 2020. Uh, I was in lockdown. I had a work from home job, still do, and it's great. And instead of going on smoke breaks, I'll browse on Twitter and find people talking about games. I I got (laughs) disconnected from my table of the time Mm -hmm. and was looking for some way to stay in touch with the hobby. Yeah. And came across uh, a new direction, uh, less play and more creative. And that that kind of scratched an itch I've I've felt since, oh, the, the old... Me days. Uh, the oh. first thing I ever tried to write, you know, you, you do your adventures and you do your play, but you yeah. think, oh, this is a great game. I wonder what else you can do with the game. And the first <laughs> thing I tried to do was game up He Man and oh, yeah. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember the day that that aired, like the first episode of He Man, because because the, the, there was He Man stuff out before the show showed. Right. They were making a stink about it. I think it was a Saturday morning, if I'm recalling correctly. But I remember like yeah. the premiere of He. I remember that day. Man. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a great documentary out there about how He Man uh, came to be in the world. And you're right, there was a lot of pre before the show came out. Yeah, I remember that. Well, so so you were you tried to turn He Man into D and D essentially? Is that essentially? And I remember that I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clear memory of what I did. If I was just statting up characters based on the Beckme rules, or if I was actually imagining myself <laughs> as super ambitious when I was, you know, a teenager. Oh yeah, I did that. I was I, I did all kinds of stuff stuff like that when I first got into. It. I, I I really butchered. I had no idea what I was doing with these games most of the time. It took me a while to really figure things out <laughs> making <laughs> games. So. That's true. That's true. Um, I. I played badly a bunch of games back in those days. And I know that we had all the rules wrong. So uh, what is it you've been putting? So you've got some stuff you've been putting. So, what is it you've been putting up there? Yeah. The uh, the first thing I did was in response to a, a, a game jam on itch. And that's basically just like a themed party. Mm-hmm. Somebody will say, hey, let's all do something related to this or that. And in this case, it was based on Jared Sinclair's What's So Cool About Outer, Outer Space, the really simple D6 sci-fi game with its roots in the Traveler days. And somebody came along and said, take a look at this game, do something like this. And I looked at that and I thought, well, I can do something like that. Um, I know how copy change works. And that's a great way to start and learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. Is you look at a thing that you like, and then you just start changing the words and see what happens. <laughs> that works. That works. And well. uh, I had a good time putting that one together. That one turned out to be super ambitious in terms of my um, layout capacities because I tried. To, I ended up writing something called "What's So Comic About Supers," mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be something that tied back into. I used to play the 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 Marvel role-playing game. Oh, I got it over there on my shelf. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> the, the, uh, the yellow box back in, oh, those, yeah. back in those days. And um, I thought, I, 
superheroes, right? I don't, I don't see much superhero stuff. I'm sure it's out there, but let's see what I can do. And I wound up making the light modifications to the text and the game that Jared had written and then thought, well, you know, this isn't much. Who's going to want to look at this? So then I thought, well, I'll just make it into look like a comic book. Mm-hmm. And so I went online and found a bunch of old golden age things <laughs> that I hope are in the public domain in terms of <laughs> images. And, and I, and I copied them out and I cut them out and, and I think I've done enough transformative work with it mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, nobody's going to come after me. Yeah. 70 yeah. years later. And that was fun too. And I did that, I did all of that layout in Google docs. And I'll tell you, Working with a lot of images in Google Docs is a great way to spend hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and so that was the first one. And, and uh, that that was tolerably well received by the four or five people who have seen it. <laughs> and that was enough. That was enough. I got to thinking, well, you know, what's a what's another thing that I would like to try my hand at turning into a game that people might enjoy doing? And so I thought, well, you know, I always liked the Rockford Files. And uh, I always liked The Quiet Man and I always liked They Live and what those all kind of have in common. And oh, and like things like um, recently uh, read the um, retired, extremely dangerous movies that, that brought together all those 80s action heroes. Oh, yeah. Stars. <laughs> the, what was that? The, are you talking about the uh, that, that film? What's that? It was a movie, yeah. Called called uh, what was it called again? Red, I think. Red, Retired, okay. extremely dangerous. Yes. Okay. It was Bruce Willis yeah. and and all those all those people running around blowing things up. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? What's great about those stories is that they don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> you're just you're just going from one thing to the next thing. And it sort of all comes together and it finally makes sense, but you couldn't have predicted it at the beginning. And these relationships are very fluid, but they all really kind of like each other. And that was sort of at the heart of the Rockford Files. You look at Rockford and Angel and even Rockford and his dad, right? The the relationships, sometimes they're tense and sometimes they're fantastic. And so I tried to think, well, you know, that's an interesting idea for a game. And so I came up with a set of guidelines and I, I really try to avoid the word rules. Yeah. These are, these are guidelines. This is, this is something you might enjoy playing, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all I care about is people enjoying themselves playing. Yes. And so here's some guidelines for you might want to play in this way. And so I came up with some guidelines on how to have relationships between characters that allow the players to keep their agency. Mm-hmm. but also allow the relationships between the characters to sometimes be tense and sometimes be really uh, going along with each other. And uh, sometimes they're antagonistic and sometimes they're friendly and sometimes it's really exciting and hot. Sometimes it's more of a cooled off relationship. And those four or those two dimensions give you enough characteristics, especially if you've got three or four players in play, then you get some, you can have the potential for some really interesting dynamics. And then in terms of, story development. I wanted something that was just like, well, what sounds like it's going to be fun? You're here, you're in this scene. What's going to be an interesting way to get out of this scene and get into the next scene? Do that. (laughs) Right? Have fun. Make up the story. Come to consensus. When you reach a point where you really can't decide, or there's too many options or too many voices at the table, then that's when you pull out the only resolution mechanic I've got. And it's basically some dice rolling, or I've got another mechanic to use uh, playing cards because at the time I was thinking, well, we'll give them all kinds of options. Maybe that's too complex 
in the text. But the idea was you roll some dice and whoever kind of wins the dice roll gets to decide what happens next. And whoever comes in second in the dice roll gets to decide how you're gonna do it. So nobody's really in charge, but there's this consensus thing and the guidance for the resolution there was this they live or uh, the quiet man where you just have this huge knockdown drag out exciting scene where there's all kinds of crazy combat. You just describe that. <laughs> just take a couple of minutes with your friends and just describe. I'm swinging off the chandeliers. Oh, I come in on a, on a biplane and I'm going to do whatever this or that. And just really enjoy the over the top aspects of this kind of story. And then you roll some dice and you decide what you're going to do next. And that sort of breaks any tension there is between the players. And that dice roll resolution also kind of controls how those relationships can change within the telling of the story. Uh, and I, I, I recently thought, oh man, you know, that sounds awfully complex. And I reread <laughs> the rules and it, it definitely needs a pass with a fresh pair of eyes. Mm -hmm. But I feel really good about the guidance I wrote achieves what I wanted it to achieve. I think people would really enjoy playing that game. Is that one? That's one that you have. That is not. Is that available currently on your itch, or is that? That's one correct. Okay, nope, okay. that is available. One, it's called. That's called Chatterbox. Okay, is that's chat? That is Chatterbox. That okay. is Chatterbox. It's talking and boxing. Excellent. <laughs> that's why the. That's why the mouse and the, and the cat are. It makes you think of uh, of the the physical uh, comedy and whatnot of some of those old like Charlie Chaplin. Sure. Charlie Chaplin was a was an amazing like. Athlete, <laughs> yeah, right? It was, it, it was astonishing watching him fly. For some reason, I just my mind goes there. For some reason, that'd here. be a that would be a great one to to play into that game. That's for sure. So, and I, I've always I've been a big fan of Charlie Chaplin. He's he's an interesting filler. I, I want to ask about one specifically that I kind of appreciate. Uh, yeah, the Forest Outlaws, inspired to rob from the rich and give to the poor, living outside the protection of law fairly or unfairly dispensing justice no matter the station of those in need yeah so many years ago i read a book that looked at the very earliest robin hood legends right mm -hmm. every once in a while oh was robin hood a real person was robin hood a real person well probably there were many people who were robin hood and in fact in court documents of the middle ages Mm -hmm. There are there are indeed people referred to as Robin Hood in court documents. Nice. <laughs> um, now, was there a guy who did the things in those stories? Well, there were probably a lot of people who did some of the things or things mm -hmm. similar to that in the stories. So I got to thinking, what is it about those stories that people really like? And what they really like is this idea that they can exist, <laughs> that, they can, <laughs> that they can be. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the forces of law in those stories are all about constraining. Mm -hmm. They're all about getting whoever controlled and, and largely they're about taking those people's money and putting them in the hands of unscrupulous nobles or very often unscrupulous monasteries. Yes. <laughs> and there's a tension in those stories because Robin Hood is traditionally associated with being devoted to the Virgin Mary. So mm -hmm. he's, there's a, there's a very strong Christian element in those stories. Um, but the tension is he's devoted to one idea from a religious tradition. And there are law people who are, <laughs> who are committed to rules and laws and, 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 and things that are important until they get in the way of people being. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so that's where I started. And I thought, okay, how do you game that? Mm-hmm. And again, this is another story. This is another game that relies heavily on people sort of deciding, well, what's the adventure that we want? At the end of the book, uh, and it's downloadable there on itch, at the end of the book, there's some story prompts. And these lean heavily on the oldest Robin Hood stories that are out there. Oh, interesting. And in the in the in the center, if you had a print copy, which you can get, or just print out your own, there's a map of Sherwood. Mm-hmm. And I eliminated all the names so that when you're playing, my thought was, well, as you develop these adventures, they're going to happen in certain places in Sherwood. And each table can mark up the map and make their own Sherwood. Yes. And so that was like, okay, this is good. This is looking good. How do I, how do I gamify resolution? Because what I didn't want to do was take this traditional six characteristics. Yes. Because a lot of times I feel like those characteristics, they're law people. They constrain <laughs> they constrain how players begin to conceive of themselves. Yeah, I can see that. It definitely occurs. So I, I, I really wanted to pare that down. And what I wound up finding was, okay, what do we have in these stories? I went back to the stories. I read the stories. And what do we see? We see people doing certain things off the top of my head. I don't recall them, but I've got, <laughs> I've got them on my screen here. Uh, so let me let me grab my copy, tell you what they were. Oh, so games, sucker, and guile. And so games is all the physical stuff. So it can be sword player, archery, or running, or wrestling, mm-hmm. or um, how long you can do something. And sucker is your healing. It's your physical but it's also financial and spiritual and emotional. It's how you're being in the world. Like you could be all sword fighting your games or whatever, but you're down on your luck or you're ill or, mm-hmm. and the final, final item I called guile and that's disguise, or you could use it in court proceedings, or maybe if you're in a gambling mood so that you can either play those games, right? Like, yeah. If, if you're role playing and you're really good at it, you're really <laughs> an eloquent player and you want to do a, a courtroom thing, and maybe you don't guy. <laughs> right. Just act out that courtroom drama. But if you're, uh, you know, like me and a little tongue tied, your character, <laughs> your character can step in and you've got a score and you can use the resolution mechanics in that yeah. way to advance the story. All of these things are just there to help the players advance the story that they're enjoying telling around the table with each other. I've I've DM'd a a courtroom session at least once and tried to do it. Uh, it was not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a public service background and um, I've been on the administrative side of public hearings, at planning commissions, and things. Oh. And man, oh man. I wouldn't even want to begin to gamify a, a public meeting agenda. <laughs> Cut to the chase. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Roll some dice. Does that happen? All right. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the. Uh, I am a big fan of Robin Hood's uh, relationship with both property and the law for some reason. So I, I appreciate what's going on with that. There. <laughs> yeah, it, it just seems like, especially these days. And I, and I suspect that these days are always <laughs> there's there's a tension between people wanting to be and people feeling like, well, you know, if you're like that, that's going to mess me up. 
Yeah. And, and then, you know, those are the law people and they come in and they've got what they want to achieve. And generally it's, you know, big pile of loot. And <laughs> For the most part. And, the uh, most part. and, and, you know, anybody who's got even a little bit of loot is a fair target. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, no, you know, there are relationships in play here. You know, those are important. Fighting against the idea that everything's got to be the law. Yeah. Right. And so, and so that, w- that went into the game design and that went into, you know, what I wanted to play in the game as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Now, we're coming up on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and where they can pick up your pick up what you've got put out there, your books and all? Absolutely. Uh, you can find my my writing at shannonmcmaster.itch.io. I'm active on Twitter. I can be found at Shannon McMaster there. My other things, I've got a blog. You can find that at shannonmcmaster.com. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk. Had a great time. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad, glad I get to finally talk to you. I've interacted with you online for quite a while now. I'm glad to finally have this conversation. It's been good. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We can really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.